0: If you feel it, you know it. D-Rock Production.
1: Sports Talk with D-Rock.
0: in it. He had a tough day up to that point, but he had made one, and we felt like if we made that field goal, there, it's a two-score ball game, and that's why I made the decision to kick it. What about the penalty on that final Patriots scoring drive? You decided to accept the penalty, and they had a few more plays after that ground and clock down. Did you give any thought to accepting that or, excuse me, declining the penalty, letting them score the touchdown, having more time on the team? We thought about that. We did think about that. Well, because of end up, what happened is obviously they threw the ball. They threw the ball one time, which actually helped us, you know. And had they ran the ball, there was a possibility that we were going to end up letting them score. We had talked about that. David, the uh, the punt that was that was a possibility that if we gave us the right look when we did what we did there, and if they gave us the right look, we were possibly going to fake it. They didn't give us the look, so we were going to back out and then just re-punt. And you know, it didn't didn't work out. We ended up having a leakage up the middle and. End
1: up getting blocked. Yeah. I don't think he has the mental capacity to be a head coach. I mean, like, really, he don't even know what's going on in the game. He he can't manage the game. I mean, bro, you're a clown, my guy. You're out there coaching, but not really coaching. I mean, he got an offensive coordinator that calls the plays, and Tim Kelly. He got a defensive coordinator, uh, and. Lovey Smith, that calls the plays. And then not to mention, up in the box, he got Romeo Cornell and Nick Casario in his, in his ear too, helping him manage the game. And you telling me, you can't manage to call the right timeouts? You can't manage to have the right players on the field to punt the ball at the right time when it's time to? I mean, this team practically gave up the game because he just mismanaged i mean this was just a game of bad coaching and then he's up here talking about the punt got blocked the punt didn't get blocked let's be clear it was a straight ass punt first off why is he out here setting up some trickery ass fucking punt just punt the ball dude if you're gonna punt it but number two um, what, Why Why are you doing that? I mean, you got your punter standing at like the eight yards behind uh, John Weeks to damn punt the ball. And you got to be like 15 yards back. What are you doing, dog? You got to take two full strides to punt the ball. What are you doing, Texans? But I'm questioning the Texans. I should be asking what is Cully doing because he's just been a, a damn actual fool so far. I mean, this is like the third or fourth time he didn't mismanage. I mean, every game he mismanages. We're now 1-4. and four. He was up in the game. We was up by, what, 15 at one point in time? And now we're up by, like, a touchdown. And you're actually thinking about doing a, a fucking fake punt. <laughs> and then we get down into the inside of three minutes. First off, he's talking about they threw the ball. They only threw the ball. The last time they threw the ball... It was 3.18 on the clock. Let's be clear. 3.18 on the on the clock. The ball was incomplete. So he was like, oh, they did a, a, a pass and it saved them some time. The pass didn't save them no time. I mean, literally four seconds came off the clock. At that point, the Patriots still had a ball and they're just running the clock down. Why didn't they just let them score? Why didn't you just let them score? You get a penalty. Now... You accept the penalty, you give them 10 more seconds just to run down the clock, bro, and kick the field goal and win the game. David Cully, what are you doing, my guy? What are you doing? I mean, I think a, a damn elementary student can figure this out that plays Madden every day. When to call timeout, when not to, who need to be on the field? Like, come on. This is some high school shit, some some middle school shit. He should have it figured out. It's just it's ridiculous. Him as a coach is just, just getting crazier and crazier day by day. I mean, who's really coaching the team? You know, I was listening to Sports Radio 610, and Landry has said Easterby should be the head coach because he's always on the field, he's always in the huddle, He's always talking to the players. He don't know shit about football. I mean, what do we have to lose at this point? Nobody's showing up to the games. I mean, nobody's buying any season tickets. And then when you spend your money there, you get there and you just feel like, damn, I just spent my money on this shit show. This is, this is ridiculous. Like, really. Texans are ridiculous. They're a whole shit show out here. And... It's just getting worse and worse. I mean, hour by hour. As we count down to the trade deadline, it gets worse and worse every day. I promise you that. For sure. Matter of fact, I got somebody that want to talk to you all. You want to hear their point of view? Because I do. So, people, I got my boy Ricky here. He's a diehard Texans fan, and I just want to know what he really think about these ridiculous ass dumpster fire ass Texans right now. Ricky, what, what you got to say about um, your boy David Cully and his decision-making, man?
0: Hell, nah, he'll never be my boy playing, doing shit like he do, man. He just, I don't know, he just, he don't know how to make good decisions, bro, at all. It's like, we could be having chances to win games, and he'll just take us straight out of it. I'm starting to really think what you had told me earlier about them taking a the season. I think they're really doing it now. Like it's it's, it's 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 evident that they're doing it because there's, there's no reason to use timeouts every fourth. I mean, finish, and you don't even run the fucking man. As a real down Texas fan, bro, it's like it's real frustrating. I ain't gonna lie, it's real frustrating.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's really ridiculous. And then you know he, uh, well, they already didn't cut decent players. And now we we over here trying to figure out who they finna trade because you know they talking about trading Lonnie Johnson now, and then Laramie Tunsel he getting a thumb surgery, and uh, I think we see, about we
0: know Brandon Cooks he might be finna be gone because that's the only little you know what I'm saying little spark player
1: we got. Well, see, see, Cooks he might be the only player that's gonna stay because that's that's Easter be homeboy right there. You know what I mean? He he and uh, he and okay. the ties. But Laramie Tunsil, he he getting his thumb surgery. I think we got about what, twenty-seven days until the uh, trade deadline. Yeah. They say it only take was- they say it only take about three weeks for him to uh, be healed up and everything. So I think they finna try to trade him. And then they ain't playing Charles O'Meh what's his name? Charles O'Minihu. He uh he got the leading leading tackles in the backfield for a loss. Name playing him like come on man what what is the Texans doing bro? And then and
0: then you know another person that everybody don't know is gonna get traded,
1: Zach Cunningham. Yeah, Zach Cunningham too.
0: Guaranteed, bro. He he's gonna get traded, bro.
1: He he the he the lead in tackle. Tell
0: his posture. You can tell his posture on the field. He don't want to be
1: here. Hey, bro. They all got a disease, man. Nah, no
0: bullshit. Hey,
1: Hey. hey. Like that boy uh, Landry Locker said on Sixteen, bro. They all got dwp dog. <laughs> they don't want to play. Doesn't want don't to play. play. Hey.
0: Hell
1: no. Nah. The, the Texans is just garbage, man. Right. Nah,
0: this is like, I mean, the only thing good that I see is, you know, if we get some good defensive players. Because the defense, bro, for what we got, we playing pretty good. I ain't going to need much luck. We playing real
1: good. Yeah. I ain't
0: going to say real good, but, we, you know, for what we got, we playing good.
1: Yeah, we making strides on the defense. Honestly, we make strides on offense too. It's just David yeah. cully He just don't know how to manage a game, and He's I just home, bro. he yeah. just don't have a mental Man. capacity, bro. He just don't have a mental capacity to be a head coach, bro. And he, then and then he trying
0: to steady preach that you know stay positive. If people ain't gonna listen to that too long, bro. They gonna, they gonna they gonna mentally check out. Then they gonna physically
1: check out. I'm telling you, stay positive about what he keeps showing us a shit show week in and week out. You yeah. <laughs> know. That's true. They just I don't know, bro. They they in a real bad position, bro. It's like, damn, you should have let Tim Kelly be the goddamn head coach. That's the case. Man, that see, David Kelly is just a clown, bro. He he wears the whole mask. He he lets them tell him what to do, and and I think that's that. I, yeah, because he he's he not a good coach. Like, he look today him. today they was talking about Davis Mills possibly being the starting quarterback moving forward after you know last week's game. Uh, and David Culley was like, no, he won't be the starting quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is our starting quarterback. And he was like, injury injury never plays a part in uh, a quarterback becoming a starter or anybody getting a starting position. How's that? Because Tyrod Taylor then lost like 10, pos- 10 starting positions in his career because he didn't got any hurt. So I'm trying to figure out, like, bro. And then, and
0: then bro. And hey, why would you come out on the media and say that? That's like a shot in the back. Like you know what I'm saying? Like as far as David Davis Mills, that's a shot in the back, bro. Like why would you even come out and say it? You know what I'm
1: saying? But look, this is the crazy part. Nick Casario, he was on on the uh, radio this morning getting interviewed, and he told the, he told the people that um, he think that Davis Mills could be the starting moving forward. Man, I don't. I don't. So, mean, so what what page are we on? They they not even in in you know what I'm saying in sync with everything. Like I'm trying to figure this shit out, man. That's why I say this this team here, bro, is it, they are hard to support, man.
0: It is, but it's like we, we got to keep supporting them, bro. Because it's hard to say that, and then you know with us scaring me too, bro. You got to think about it, bro. We don't you know get enough fans and enough money coming to that you know the
1: organization. They gonna move. And you know they did that once before. Well, shit, they can move at this point. I mean, it's not it's not us. It's them. Yeah. Don't nobody want to support that shit. But hey, and then you,
0: you spend your money
1: on that shit. That shit is yeah. hell. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying no more tickets. I'm sorry. Hell, uh, am I'm, I'm not Damn. buying nothing else to support that shit because they don't even try to try to win the game, man. But you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and get a Rockets a shot. Uh, oh
0: hell yeah, absolutely!
1: Because uh, the future might the future might be bright, but it's just not near. Like I told you before, the Rockets man they they got a lot of work to do, bro. Uh, I looked at the last two preseason games, the Heat and the Raptors. And they just look they look garbage. I'm sorry, they ain't got no defense. They they turned the ball over 30 times against the. Uh, Against the Raptors, which is pathetic. I I don't know, bro. They need to go ahead and ship John Wall out and get somebody else that can handle the ball for him and keep him from controlling I mean from turning it over so many times because uh Yeah, they, they got
0: they need, some they, issues. They need that
1: vet. They need, they need a vet. They need a vet. But DJ Augustine, but I don't think he like real firm, you know what I'm saying? Augustine trash now, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> he trash. He... <laughs> I mean,
0: far, I mean, you you need somebody in that locker room that's gonna be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be real stern on them hard. Because honestly, bro, the coach we got over here, I don't think he that hard, bro. I, like think he, I
1: think I think Stephen Silas is a players coach, and yeah, so he'll do. And know what I'm saying? uh, he he know how to you know talk to the players, but at the same time, yeah, he he might not be stern enough. Because I think if he was more stern, we would probably have a different kind of roster put together right now, but. We, we'll I mean, yeah, like, you, like,
0: man, it's, it's preseason, so we gotta give them a chance. Just like we gave the Texans a chance, we did not know what we to expect. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, they was better. They was better than what we well. Was well, I tell you what, the Rockets' future is much brighter than the Texans at this point.
0: Yeah, you ain't lying, hell yeah. <laughs> I go like, like, you man. I go to a Rockets game any day before I go to the Texans game. Honestly, man,
1: yeah. I mean, hey, <sighs> at least I'm gonna man. get my money's worth out the Rockets. I'm yeah, my at least you'll
0: you, see some competition, you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't just you know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, because uh the Texans, they just lay down. They just figure out a way to lose every game, man. Yeah,
0: it's just... And then see what was so crazy about it, Tyler Taylor was covering up a lot of, you know, his mistakes. But now you don't have the quarterbacks to cover up, you know, them big
1: mistakes. Yeah, that's true. But, but Davis Mills is making good strides, so you know what I mean? He might be the future. I want to see what he do against the Colts this week. Um, Hopefully they come out with a better game plan than last week and actually win the game. But the yeah. Colts is definitely a team that the uh, Texans should be able to beat. Yeah.
0: nah, yeah, for real, for real. Cause they, yeah, hell yeah. They
1: should, yeah. They should, that should be, That'll it'll be a good game, but it's divisional, so you know how they go. Yeah. It, it should definitely be a good game. But, yeah. hey. Appreciate you being on the podcast, bro.
0: Absolutely. Anytime.
1: Yes, sir. All right, people. So, the Texans' chances of beating the Colts is 27.5%. That means the, the Colts have a 72.3% chance of beating the Texans. That means the Texans have no chance of beating the Colts at all. These are two teams coming in at 1-4, and four, and... The Colts will be at home. We got Davis Mills coming off an amazing game. Now his his uh, stats is actually looking at 500. I mean, he got 669 yards passing, five TDs, five picks. And then Carson Wentz got 1,300 yards, seven TDs, one interception. Of course, he's looking better than Davis Mills because he's ahead of the game. And he got a better team around him than Davis Mills. So... When we compare what the receivers are doing, we got some good competitiveness there, right? You know, because uh, Michael Pittman Jr. been amazing this season. He got 29 receptions for 368 yards, one TD. Brandon Cooks, 392, one TD. So they're pretty even, right? So, you know what? This game is just going to come down to quarterbacking. And I believe that Carson Wentz will be back. Uh, Danny Amendola will be playing this week. Um, I'm not sure what to expect out of Pharaoh Brown. I really want to see more out of the Texans' tight ends moving forward. Justin Britt has been a disappointment. Just not only his health, but just picking up on certain blocks. Kamu Grugier-Hill, he's been doing an amazing job on the defense. I think he's one of the main reasons why the Texans possibly even have a fighting chance when they're on the defensive side of the ball. Now, uh... Darius Leonard supposed to be shaking up, but we already know what he going to bring. He going to bring that he going to bring that hat and he's going to do that every week. So, <clears throat> what do I expect? I expect a close game, but I expect this to be a game that the Texans could possibly pull off. Now, they say the Colts by 10, but um I think the Texans can win by 10 and cover the spread. Um 43 is the over and under. I don't think neither team will cover that. But if they both put up 21, hey, they'll be pretty damn close, won't they? So, hey, I'm going to be honest. They might not cover the spread. I'm going to take the Texans 24, Colts 21. Let's go Texans. And that's just brutally honest. The Rockets' next preseason game will be against San Antonio. This is a great matchup for the Rockets because not only do you get a great coach to go against the Rockets' young squad, but you get a team that's just well-coached. And I think the Rockets are well-coached as well. Of course, there are areas that they can improve in. But um, this is a game that the Rockets probably get some some even talent level where they can actually see what they can produce against the Spurs. And possibly pull something off. So be looking out for this on a Friday night. They'll be playing San Antonio. But of course, we got something much grandier than uh, the Rockets playing on a Friday night, right? Because you know who we got on Friday night in the H? We got the Astros. And we got the Red Sox. And you already know what I'm expecting. I'm expecting the Astros to kick ass and take names. And we go up against one of our former coaches, um, Alex Cora is his name. I'm sorry. And we got to see what we're going to bring out of the bullpen. I know Lance McCullers has some some tightness in his arm, so I'm, I'm hoping that it's not the tummy joint uh, bothering him and, and we're going backwards. But if so, then I guess we're just going to have to just throw everything we got out at them in the bullpen, you know. Um, the good thing is Lance McCullough shouldn't be expected to play until like game three because he just played the other day. So he got time to rest his arm, take his vitamins, do whatever he needs to do, get his shots and just figure it out. You know, uh, surprisingly though, I will say this is a Boston Red Sox team. We better be looking out for, because one thing I can say, Tampa Bay was an amazing team, especially on the pitching side of the ball. And um, that was a team that we expected the Astros to run into. And that was actually a team that I was kind of afraid of facing. So for them to, you know, knock the the Rays out um, and not get a lot of attention, you better be looking out for the Red Sox because they're going to come to play. But one thing I know about the Astros and I know about their lineup, they got somebody to face whoever they think they're going to have out there willing and dealing a fastball, curveball, breaking ball, whatever kind of ball they want to throw. We got somebody that can hit it. We got Yuli. We got Jordan, We got Correa. We got Altuve. We got Tucker. We got Jake Myers. He's going to be back soon. We got whoever and whatever, I promise you that. To move on, I got to get back to some football. But not the football that you're expecting. We got to talk about soccer. The Houston Dynamo. Just for an update. The Houston Dynamo are still at the bottom of their conference in the West. Um, I believe they got one game left. And actually this game is on Saturday. They will be taking on the Seattle Sounders. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. They're not going to win that game. They have no chance. They're going to get blown out. Because last week they got towed up. I mean, they got towed up by Kansas City 4-2. And it just seemed like the Dynamo don't have a, enough strikers or a good enough striker. They don't have a good enough defenders. Um, I, I don't know. They, they might want to work on their middle backs and, and everything. I think the Dynamo just need to stop being cheap and go buy some good players, honestly. Because when I look at some of these other teams like the LA Galaxy, um Seattle, um it's another team, Portland. They they're always competitive, but you know why? Because they're not afraid to go spend. And I I just don't understand why the Dynamo won't go spend. How did you come become a a franchise that was so destined to win and always competitive to a franchise that don't want to compete and get the job done? You know, it's just really ridiculous, honestly. So, let's talk about the grandest sport of them all, college football. I got my Houston Cougars going up against nobody this week. We on a bye week. But I'll tell you what, man, applause to Dana Hogerson and Clayton Toon and McCaskill and all of them boys, man. I mean, the receiving corps, the defense, everybody. They've been putting on, and they've been taking names, bro. I mean, the last two games, they done whooped ass. I mean, they really whooped ass. They beat Tulsa. They beat Tulane. Hell, we even got past Navy. I mean, and when we was playing Navy, I was really questioning them. But you know what? These last five games, man, they didn't changed it up. They didn't became somebody else. I think, you know, they just in mid-season form and no time is perfect. Like right now to have a bye week, to get healthy, you know, if anybody's banged up <clears throat> and to go into the next game next week against ECU, we'll be taking them on in 10 days on the 23rd at three o'clock. And that would be perfect for the Houston Cougars to figure some things out that they haven't figured out at home and then go into the next game Taking on SMU. Ranked at number 23. SMU is right now. They're on a bye week as well. And what is better than uh, taking on an uh, undefeated SMU, man. I hope they come in to Houston ready to roll. And I hope Houston be ready for them. And I hope we stump a mud hole in them. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Because at that point, I'm trying to go 7-1. and one And just continue to, to dominate Everybody, each and every week I'm telling you bro Houston Cougars I'm on you I gotta I gotta catch me a game soon I got to you know I was I was real skeptical at first because man I didn't know that Dana Hogerson started looking more like Major Applewhite and, and I, I went on that Major Applewhite training. it's just it wasn't a train to be on I'm telling you but hey I'm loving what the Houston Cougars doing and I just hope they keep dominating week in and week out hey but guess what There's a team that I had said that I didn't think they was going to get it done at home. And this team is north of Houston. You know, Bryan College Station. You know, the Texas A&M Aggies. They beat Alabama. They beat Alabama 41-38. Alabama was the number one team in the nation. Who would have thought? Who would have thought calzada could get it done i mean i never thought he had it in him i never ever thought he could possibly pull something off like that congratulations to texas AM. and the 12th man came through and they helped calzada step up his his repertoire because he did something special he knocked off alabama and they knocked off Alabama in front of a sold-out crowd of 102,733 people. What a good job they have done. Another team. Another team that I didn't expect to go out here and get a dub. But guess what? They got a dub. We talking about the Rice Isles people. They 2-3. They got a dub, man they fourth in the Conference USA now. This past week, they beat Southern Miss. I didn't expect them to do it, but I, I, I think I picked them to possibly upset them. But they did it. How in the hell did Rice put it together, I don't know. But there's somebody I do know that showed up. Cedric Patterson. He showed up with a 38-yard touchdown to put it away. Good job, Rice. Who would have ever thought that y'all would have had four picks in one game? Four picks in one game. Man, I just can't believe it. I just can't believe this shit. Oh, my gosh. Guess who is not always defeated anymore? Like, oh, my gosh. TSU. TSU has pulled it off, man. They have beat Southern. They they went to Dallas and they beat Southern. Shit. They probably beat Southern Band and they probably beat them on the field too. Ocean of Soul, baby. Y'all already know how it go. Keep rolling. Next week, TSU takes on Grambling. And I don't know what the outcome going to be. But I seen Grambling play against U of H. And i seen TSU lose to Rice. So, I don't know what to say about this game, but I really expect a very competitive game, especially in the band, man. Hey, you got to leave it all out there on the field, TSU. You got to. From the band to the field with the football, you got to leave it out there. Blood, sweat, and tears, TSU. Let's roll. Hey, I got TSU, man. I got them by 10 points. TSU, TSU. 31, Gramlin, 21. Hey, that game three days away. See them on the 16th. HBU, y'all became the new TSU. Lost again in another close one. You know, I, I really, I'm really starting to wonder, like, what's going on with HBU? I think they need a new coach, and I said this before. Maybe they need to call me. Let me inter- interview for the position. Or just let me go out there and scout some players, you know? Let me get HBU on the map because I feel like HBU is a a beautiful campus, you know, for a a new startup football team, a team that has developed a stadium in the last seven years and, you know, just, they're making strides, but now I think it's time to make the next stride and go get your new coach because the first game, you lost 2017 against New Mexico, and then you lost to UN UNCO. Was that Northern Colorado? 4513. You got your ass whooped. Then you lost to P V thirty-seven twenty-seven. P V still doing good. You know what I'm saying? And you lost to Nickel State, forty eight seventeen. Northwestern State twenty one seventeen this past week. So it's like there's something there, obviously. I think the talent is there to win some of these games. But the coaching is not. And I think this dude is just coaching them out the game. I think this dude is just like another David Culley. He just don't have the mental capacity to be a head coach. And I believe this is kind of obvious at this point. You know? So, hopefully, hopefully he get it together. Hopefully HBU can figure it out. But um, they lose to decent teams, man. PV. PV is now 4 and 1. They got a game this week. But guess what? They just beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. They took care of their business. Their next game, they'll be taking on Bethune Cookman. And they should just drag Bethune Cookman up and down the field. I mean, Bethune Cookman, man, they 0 6. There's no reason PV should lose this game. And I got PV by 50. <laughs> Like, look, literally. I got PV by 50. They have no... Bethune Cookman has no chance at winning this game. And... Sam Houston. Sam Houston still doing their thing, man. They 5-0. and 0, They undefeated. They got Jacksonville State this week, though. And... I don't know what to say. Jacksonville State, they 3-3. Three and three, They have 500. That's a team that can... You know what I'm saying? Come in your house and kind of upset you. So... You got to be looking out. Um, Jacksonville State, they coming off a win. They just beat SFA. SFA usually put together some decent teams. So, I don't know, man. better be looking out. But now, there's one thing I, I can say. When Sam Houston played SFA, they won 21-20. And when Jacksonville State played SFA, they won 28-24. to So, if I'm just going off of them two games, these two teams are pretty are pretty pretty similar in talent. Oh, and let's not forget Jacksonville State beat Florida State University in football, 20 to 17 at Florida State. So, with Sam Houston coming out here and playing against a team like this, they better look out because this this is really a team that can definitely upset you. You know, come in your house, take what's yours, and take your happiness. So hopefully they figure that out. Hopefully they already got it figured out. You know, I'm going to be looking out for this game for sure. You got to. This game will be on ESPN+. Plus. It'll be on the 23rd. It's 10 days away. So they on the bye week. They got plenty of time to figure it out. And that just means there's plenty of time for Jacksonville State to try to figure out the next team they're going to upset. So hopefully, hopefully, they have it together. I really hope Sam Houston has it together. But with that all being said, people, this has been a nice show. I think we covered all the Houston sports, except high school. But, you know, it's hard to cover high school when none of y'all want to hit me up and let me know that y'all child should have a shout out or what they doing out here in this sports world or anything like that, you know, because I'm trying to keep a telescope in every area of Houston, but we're talking about a, a city that's almost 8 million people. And who knows how many kids is out here and how many adults out here that want a shout out that need a shout out. I'm trying to put us all on the map, man. So with that being said, I ask that you please, please like, subscribe, share. Let all your friends and family know about d raw because I'm always trying to give love and show love and whatever. I'm all about love. Hey, people, thank you for listening to Sports Talk with d raw